everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Thursday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Doing well. Excellent. Yep. Weathering this pandemic fine, are you? Yeah. Maybe okay. maybe a little bored, but you know. Well, you've got me, so. I know, I shouldn't be bored, right? You're entertaining. What is more exciting than that? <laughs> All right, we have news today. We do. Um, starting with the Disney Parks blog, they have released part four of their Imagineering special. They have. It's a five-part uh, special, and then they're quick clips. They're only like three, four minutes long. They're not that long. Uh, but part four brings us to the research and development portion of Imagineering. So that's uh, that's always fun. Good. And then uh, Disney Magic Moments, they have uh, a, um, a spot, a feature, a feature. A Let's call it a feature. Let's call it a video. Is it a video? Yeah. Okay. You can zoom on the Incredicoaster. That's right. Just like last week's release where they gave you some behind the uh, scenes pop-up video type stuff with Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, they do the same thing with California Adventures in Credit Coaster this week. What did you think of the in Credit Coaster when you went on it? I loved it. Did you? I did. You're such a liar. You didn't go on it. I know. We were on it last year, and it's a really fun ride. It is. But Tony... I did, did not go on. He did not. I did not. Missed out. All right. Uh, cruise industry. What's going on? It seems that the um, Port Canaveral CEO has some things to say. That's right. Uh, Port Canaveral CEO John Murray spoke about the recovery of the cruise industry following the end of the pandemic and says that Port Canaveral, well, he believes that Port Canaveral will be in a good position. Um, he thinks that the cruise lines are going to have to rely on shorter itineraries to get guests back onto ship uh, ships. And since over 60% of the port's passengers arrive by car, they're in a better position than other ports to cater to international passengers that arrive by, by plane. Um, along with the proximity of private islands and beaches of several of the cruise lines, he says that Port Canaveral uh, has the des- you know those destinations to their advantage. So he thinks that Port Canaveral is going to likely see increased traffic as cruise lines look to alternative ports and itineraries, especially following the cancellation of many cruises to Alaska and Europe. And he did state that two cruise lines that normally use Port Canaveral are already in talks to move at least one ship there. Uh, currently, uh, Port Canaveral services Disney Cruise Line, Royal Caribbean, Carnival, and Norwegian. Um, I wonder if one of those ships is the Magic, which was supposed to be headed over to Europe. Right. I know they've canceled a lot of their uh, uh, Mediterranean itinerary from the summer, from June uh, yep. and, and whatnot. So uh, I wonder if the uh, Magic will even make it overseas this year. I don't know. I mean, I think the CEO is definitely onto something. You know, it's going to be those three and four night um, bohemian cruises that are going to be the hot ticket. I mean, when you're ready to get back on a ship, you don't want to be on it for seven days, 10 days. You don't want a whole bunch of international travelers on that with you. You know, you want it sort of small and quick, you know, um, I think people's level of comfort will be will be at that point. So, yeah, he has he has a good point. I think he's right. Um, all right, moving on to animals. Uh, today is Earth Day, and uh, Dr. Jane Goodall is doing something to celebrate a 25-year milestone. That's right. I believe today is the actual 50th anniversary of Earth Day, and it is the 25th anniversary of the Disney Conservation Fund. And Dr. Jane Goodall uh, not only sent her wishes, but there is a show that is premiering tomorrow across Nat Geo, Nat Geo Wild, and will be available to stream on both Disney Plus and Hulu. And it is entitled Jane Goodall, The Hope. Um, 
So, you know, she's a big conservationist, uh, works with the gorillas. Um, and uh, since its founding in 1995, the Disney Conservation Fund has donated more than $100 million through public donations, cast members, and funding from the Walt Disney Company. They have supported more than 600 nonprofit organizations and have had a hand in protecting over 315 million acres of habitat and 1,000 species. So kudos to Good Neighbor Disney. Very good. Um, if you got to see the Disney family sing along last week and you enjoyed it, you can watch it again. It's going to be streaming on Disney Plus. And if you did not get to see it, well, good news for you. It's streaming on Disney Plus. That's right. And if you were a Zac Efron fan, uh, don't be disappointed because he's only on for about 12 seconds. <laughs> okay. Um, in litigation news, a 27-year-old woman is suing Disney because she says she was injured on Frozen Ever After. Yeah, in January, uh, Amanda Peters, who has spinal bifida and uses a wheelchair, was visiting Epcot with her family six weeks after brain surgery. Her doctors told her to uh, avoid any intense attractions, and apparently the cast members assured the family that the attraction was gentle and only had a small dip. Uh, the lawsuit claims, however, that Peters experienced a violent backlash during the drop at the end of the attraction, that she hit her, hit her head on the seat, and that it rattled her brain a little bit. Following the ride, the uh, young lady's speech was apparently slurred. She wasn't thinking clearly, and she complained of neck pain. Uh, Amanda Peters is suing in Orange County Circuit Court for damages of more than $30,000, claiming that cast members weren't properly trained and that warnings did not properly inform the family. Uh, Disney says that they will respond to the allegations in court. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it's on the uh, incident report. Um, you know what? We'll get that next I know. quarter. We're going to have to go. Oh, because it was just in January. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, if she didn't file a claim then. No. Forget it then. That's right. All right. Um, a man was arrested. I feel a kinship to this man. Yeah. Why? Yeah. He was arrested after breaking into California Adventure. If I lived anywhere near a park, they might be dragging me away. Well, part of the problem was that this man didn't live anywhere. Uh, oh, Jeremiah he actually went down there just to break in. Jeremiah Smith is an 18-year-old transient resident of Anaheim. Oh, and he was seen scaling the gate, a gate in the back lot portion of California Adventure. And then he was found around 11 p.m. near Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, police believe that Smith may have wanted to steal items from the construction site of Avengers Campus. Uh, the gentleman was arrested and cited for trespassing, then subsequently released. Okay, so we're not kindred spirits. I just thought he was some like crazy who just like couldn't stand the fact that he was not able to get into the parks. I'm kind of surprised that that has not happened yet. Right. Because I'm totally feeling like a crazy who wants I've, to break I've into the parks. I've heard of people driving like a couple hundred miles just so they could drive past the Magic Kingdom entrance and, you know, drive past Spaceship Earth and go through the yeah. property. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. If we were closer, I might be doing that. I'm definitely feeling a feeling a loss. So right. I I get people who do that, but apparently this guy was just some uh, delinquent who wanted to steal stuff. So right. no kinship with him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Loungefly always coming out with super cute stuff, and they have just given a sneak peek at a Bugs Life collection. And what I can see from the sneak peek for one piece anyway is absolutely adorable. They have a little backpack, and it's of Heimlich. From and a Bug's Life. From, yeah, from a Bug's Life. Yeah, because well, it's a Bug's Life collection, so okay. it must be. It is so cute. That's it's right. probably like super expensive. All their stuff is like $130 or something, but um, it's really, really cute. And then they have uh, a more of like a purse satchel style um, bag that looks like a 
it's like a leaf and it has some of the bugs like well, it looks like a leaf and see heimlich's eating a portion yeah. of it and then the ants are right yeah. there flick is right there i don't need that and this sneak peek was released because of uh, earth day and right. the bugs are nature bugs are nature thank you tony um talking about wanting to sneak into these parks the there is a well, there's going to be, eventually, a timeline for theme park reopenings, and that is being discussed by a Florida task force. Um, they just had a meeting about that to create that timeline for when the parks might reopen. That's right. Today was the first meeting of the Reopen Florida Task Force Executive Committee. Um, some of the steps included in this uh, meeting and from this task force are the timetable for coming back. They've determined that the reopening will have to be gradual. And there is some uh, consideration that perhaps state residents, then national, then international visitors will be allowed to visit theme parks. How long do you think it's going to take us to change our residency to Florida? Uh, as soon as we can. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so this is, uh, they're going to give the governor uh, their final recommendations by the end of the week for his review. So All right, cool. we it's... should have a better indication. But just because they have a plan doesn't mean it's being implemented yet. No, right? It's just, it's a timeline. So the timeline might not, it might be, you know, when when numbers hit this point, you know, or, you know, when there's a decline in cases, uh, you right. know, then we move to this next step. So that might be more what the timeline is. It might not be based on dates so much. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess that remains to be seen. All right. Um, two new Star Wars books are coming out just in time to ease your boredom. That's right. June 23rd, we'll see the release of two books. The first one is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, The Traveler's Guide to Batuu, uh, which will offer advice on what to see and do, along with maps and materials from Lucasfilm and Walt Disney's Imagineering. The official description of the book is, Set your course for the edge of the galaxy to the planet Batuu, where you'll be immersed in the alluring offerings of a mysterious outpost and thriving port that is a haven for scoundrels, rogues, and smugglers. Uh, so that is exciting. I'm literally yawning. There will be full color photos, illustrations, and maps. There will be backstories to characters and locations found in the Black Spire Outpost. And then the second book is merely the Star Wars Book of Lists. It is a trivia, a galaxy's worth of trivia in 100 lists. I never wanted to like a book more. I love lists. Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, did they really, like the first book of lists I've ever heard of has to be a Star Wars Book of Lists. Which character has been to the most planet? Who are the deadliest creatures in the galaxy? Who shared the most memorable kisses? What are some of the most surprising cameos? That's what you have to look forward to. Great. I, I will not be getting this for you for Mother's Day. No, thank you. Um, another thing you don't need to get me for Mother's Day is uh, Mandalorian merchandise. Speaking of the Mandalorian, season three is now in pre-production. That's right. Uh, season two just wrapped up filming in March. It is due to debut on Disney Plus in October. And season three is now in pre-production. They've been writing it for a while, uh, and the art department has been creating concepts for the past few weeks. So they're, they're knee-deep into it. Okay. Um, the specialty Mickey ears have been um, being released a little at a time. Now, when the first ones were released, the parks have been open. Uh, now the Joe Rohde ones have been released. Uh, you know, the, the parks aren't open, but I guess they're being sold, what, on Shop Disney? Yes. Um, I can't make up my mind what I think about them. Well, let's describe them for people. You go ahead. Uh, they are patterned after an old aviator's hat with a leather exterior with the uh, uh, fur lining on the inside, uh, a pair of steampunk goggles, and then the ears uh, look like uh, compasses, and they have uh, uh, map points on them. 
latitude and longitude uh, uh, markings. And the interesting thing about that is that uh, one of the ears represents the uh, map settings, the GPS coordinates for Expedition Everest, and the other one is the GPS coordinates for the actual Mount Everest, which Joe Rohde uh, was the big designer of that for. So I think if you look at them, they, they kind of, uh, Carl Fredrickson kind of uh, had yeah, a hat like that in Up. Yeah, they're, they're kind of neat. They're kind of creepy looking. Mm-hmm. They look less creepy on. Right. I think they look like they're going to be bigger, in, you know, before you put them on. Because obviously it's like they don't cover your eyes or anything. Right. So they're not as weird on. Okay. But um, I don't know. I think I was hoping for something a little bit more... Um, I don't know, Animal Kingdom style, mm-hmm. working in some like, I don't know, African art type things. I think that's more what I was hoping for. Okay. Well, if you do opt to order those on shopdisney.com, just beware uh, that Shop Disney went through a little bit of a glitch charging guests multiple times during their latest Minnie Mouse, the main attraction collection release. So check your receipts, people. That's right. Okay, um, Adventures by Disney, unfortunately, has had to cancel most of the trips through June. Yeah, a ton of trips have been canceled. Um, on the plus side, they have opened up their 2021 trips, and guests who are being affected for 2020 uh, are getting a special uh, offering. Um, but they've canceled trips to Alaska, Arizona, Australia, Austria, Boston, Canada, Costa Rica, uh, Disney Resort in Southern California, Ecuador, Egypt, England and France, Germany, Greece, Iceland, Ireland, Italy, Italy and the Amalfi Coast, Italy and Switzerland, Japan, New York City Escape, uh, Norway, Paris Escape, Peru, Rome Escape, Scotland, South Africa, Spain, Vietnam, Laos and Cambodia, Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia and Wyoming. All right. <laughs> you know what would be much better than the New York City Escape? What? Uh, only if it was like Escape from New York. Did you ever see Escape from New York? With Kurt Russell, Snake Plissken? No, I don't think so. Oh, we're going to have to watch that. That's a good movie. All right, then. Um, Also a really good movie, one of my favorites, The Princess Bride is coming to Disney Plus on May 1st. That's right. Big news. Yay. So I guess that was a Fox movie, and now that Disney has acquired Fox. That's right. Uh, Carrie Yules and Robin Wright did a video call the other day announcing the release of the movie on Disney Plus, so it was kind of a big deal. Cool. I mean, if you enjoy watching a almost... 33-year-old movie. Who wouldn't? But it's a it's a timeless classic. It is. All right. Um, at Animal Kingdom, a baby Hartman's mountain zebra has come to the savannah with a new name. That's right. We mentioned a few weeks ago that the zebra was born and it was unnamed. Uh, it has now been named Asha. Um, and Asha is, uh, let's see, it means hope in Sanskrit and life in Swahili. It was chosen by Walt Disney World cast members who voted on the name. Um, And Asha and her mother, Heidi, have now joined the rest of the herd over at the Savannah at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And uh, Baby is doing well. She's been taking lots of first steps and, like, meeting giraffes and hearing hyenas. And uh, it's pretty cool. So there's an accompanying video. So we will post the video on the Facebook page. All right. Um, Sadly, we know that Disney has furloughed... um, most of their employees, uh, theme park employees, and, and by doing that, they have saved about $500 million a month, which is uh, not a drop in the bucket. No. Um, but there are some people who do not maybe seem to be taking much in the way of cuts. That's right. Uh, the company will, uh, well, they will, they are protecting their bonuses for executives 
as well as a $1.5 billion dividend payment going out to its investors in July, which my, which means my 68 cent check will be coming. Oh, thank goodness. Um, part of the problem with that is that if you do not pay it out and hold things off, it actually makes the uh, stock perform worse mm-hmm. because you're expecting the payouts, um, which is why they're following through with that. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, you've seen guys like, uh, you know, Iger and Chapek have, have, you know, Iger's cut his salary 100%, Chapek's 50%. But then on the back end, uh, Chapek's um, uh, bonus that he's eligible for cannot be less than 300% of his annual base salary of $2.5 million, which means his bonus can be no less than $7.5 million even though he's taken a 50% pay cut. Right. We are not business people, nor are we tax people. And you don't really know what the situation is. I mean, you're talking about like um, with the, the shareholders, like holding back that money ends up being a problem. You don't know how these bonuses play into that. Are they part of shares? Like, you know, are they just regular straight out bonuses or are they related to, sh- you know, um, like profit sharing that, that these executives hold like is it tied into stock you just you don't really know so i feel like it's a you know it seems crappy but um you don't know what these people are doing they may end up you know donating that money giving that money back to first responders you don't know what they're doing with their money and one person who's not too happy with that is abigail disney who happens to be roy disney's granddaughter uh she's been outspoken uh in her I don't want to say in her love, in her non-love for the Disney company. Um, but she is, uh, her quote is, what the actual F? Yeah, she's, mark, she sounds mark. super classy. Yeah, she's uh, she's not happy with that, but she has no say in the company. Um, it just happens that she is a Disney. Yeah, just because you have the name doesn't mean you care about the company. Right. All right. Um, last story about SeaWorld. Um as much as we have been saying it sounds like SeaWorld's just ready to take a nosedive, right. um, apparently they are okay for a little while. That's right. SeaWorld says that even if they do not reopen in 2020, they have enough cash to survive through 2021 uh, as they recently acquired $227.5 million in loans, uh, furloughed 95% of their employees, and have taken other steps to save money. Uh, at the start of this year, They were on the verge of record-breaking attendance, up 9% in January and February as compared to 2019, uh, and that helped them raise $121 million in revenue during those two months. Um, So these parks cost $25 million per month to operate uh, and maintain while the turnstiles are not bringing in any money. Um, So uh, they're saying that they're in 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 pretty good spot there. Well, good. Yep. All right. All right. Let's get ready for trivia. Oh, boy. All right, America, get your pens and pencils ready and your thinking caps on because it's time for an Earth Day edition of Isabel's Disney Trivia. All right. Well, it's still going. The theme for tonight is Animal Kingdom since it is Animal Kingdom's anniversary. Question one. How old is Animal Kingdom today, April 22nd, 2020? 22. I also have 22. I have 22, and it is Animal Kingdom's golden birthday, which means that it is the age (laughs) that matches the day on which it was born. So it was born on the 22nd of April, 1998, and it's 22. Awesome. Thank you for the extra trivia. (laughs) Question two. 
What is the name of the Beauty and the Beast spin-off song at the pre-show of It's Tough to Be a Bug? I just, I put a question mark. Okay. I will go with Beauty and the Bees. I also have Beauty and the Bees. As well. And they buzz. That one took you a while to get. In what section of the park is Expedition Everest located? Adventureland. Are you okay? Asia. I also what? Have- oh, this is Animal Kingdom. I also have Asia. There's there's the Africa section. There's the Asia section. There's the Dinosaur Land section. That's Epcot. Discovery Island. <laughs> Lily, do you pay any attention when we go to these parks? No, because I don't think I'm going to let you play anymore. Is that Magic Kingdom? Yes, Adventureland and Magic Kingdom. Epcot also has countries, but this isn't really countries. This is more like continents. Question four. Wait, what was the answer? Asia. Asia. Question four. (laughs) What restaurant is located at both Animal Kingdom and Disney Springs? Lily? Lily thinks she's funny, but she has the right answer. <laughs> really? Yes. It's a rainforest cafe. You have to uh, enunciate. Rainforest cafe. Excellent. I also have rainforest cafe. As do I. I thought it was gone from Disney Springs. Nope. Last question. How many passengers can fit on Cali River Rapids boat? Six. I said eight. I also said eight. My initial answer, answer was eight. My second answer was going to be ten. Was my other one. Twelve. Ah. Huh. All right. Total them up. All right. Lily ended with four. Mom and Dad both ended with no. Lily got two. I was say what? <laughs> my bad. And everybody else got four. Excellent. All right. We hope you enjoyed. Have a happy Earth Day, everybody. Uh, we'll be putting out a new DVC uh, show tomorrow. And until next time, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. I'm Isabel. I'm Lily. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.